Hello and welcome to Colin Bradley Artcast. I'm Stephen Bradley. I'm Colin Bradley. Welcome everyone to episode 39. You alright dad? Alright. Good. I'm, I'm fine this week. You're fine this week? Yeah. Why are you fine this week? Well, the weather has broken. I mean, you shouldn't say that, really, but um, it means that I can close the window and I've done a load of videoing this week. <laughs> it means you can finally work. Yeah, yeah. Well, we've had the weather has broken, as I said, and we have a bit more rain, a bit more cool, and uh, it's great for me. Not yeah. so good for people on holiday down here with their umbrellas off. I bet. Uh, well, but great for me. That's it. Summer's over officially, isn't it now? Yeah, so. I think I think it might be. Uh, yeah. Good. Uh, so last week we said about we were going to carry on talking about watercolor because last week we had a properly watercolor themed episode. And, yes. Uh, there was, well, there was a couple of questions to do with pastel pencils, but it was mainly watercolor. And hope everyone enjoyed that. We're going to continue or start with that kind of theme, right? And then move on to something else. So I can see in front of me you've got a new set of watercolours and you I told did. me that you splashed out a bit. I did. I splashed out on these, yeah. Tell me what you've got here <laughs> for everyone listening. Well, I've got uh, a tin of, what well, a box really, a plastic box of 24 of Winsor & Newton cotton watercolour set. Winsor & Newton cotton? Cotman. Cotman. C-O-T-M-A-N. Cotman. Okay. It's very famous actually, it's... The reason I've chosen this particular one is because you can get it everywhere. Every art shop really would have a Winsor Newton set like this. What so as we're going to show a lot more watercolour in the future, I thought, hey, why don't I get myself a decent set? Well, we've seen, we've <laughs> seen your... Uh, maybe people <laughs> haven't seen one. your old set, but uh, they're on the website under the Getting Started Guide that I posted on Facebook for watercolour. Yeah. You can see the state of... Well, I cleaned it up set. for that photograph. You want to see it now? <laughs> <laughs> this, so is gonna, this is going to be the same. It will shortly. eventually. It looks very new and shiny. Where did you get those from? I got them from the Hobbycraft Centre, but uh, they sell them everywhere, Steve. Okay. Every art shop would have them. And they're 24 colours, right? 24 colours. Cost me £60, pound, that did. 60 quid, wow. Mm, mm. They're good quality, though, and, right? and you know it doesn't come with a brush either. Doesn't even, don't no, even you don't get, get a brush. brush in it. So, did you? You've bought a brush, then I can uh, see. Well, uh, oh no, I, I've got a load of brushes anyway. I've got something like thirty brushes, but that. Um, Which brush is this? What's this? Oh, that's made this? by Dala Rowney. That oh, one. Is it? Oh. But the one—that's not the one I bought. The one I bought is sticking out over here. Let me hold on, folks. I'll show you. No, that one. That's the new one. It's a number four. I haven't had a number four. Before, before I have. haven't had number, number, number four three, before. but not number four. <laughs> so this is a new one. Yeah, well, and normally I use another. This is a Winsor. This is a Winsor Newton one. This new one. Yeah. So, okay, so you bought yourself a new a new brush, and you bought yourself uh, yeah. a new. Well, I only bought myself a new brush, really, not that I needed it, that, because I, I wanted to put it in the set. Because <laughs> oh, <laughs> I, I photographed the set, so we can, you know, we'll be showing it off later on. You know, yeah. people who are, want to take it up. Yeah. And I thought. I've got to have something brand new, not one of my old tatty old things in there. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I bought the brush it, to put in the box. Excellent. And what colours have you got there? Do you want to quickly run through? Oh, no, I can't. I can't, can't tell you. You can't tell No, you. I can't tell you offhand. Well, I could if you want me, if you really want me to. Yeah, I, I can, think it'd be nice for people to know what colours you've got okay. in the pack. All right. Well, you've got um, lemon yellow hue. A bit hue, closer to your mouth. Cadmium yellow, cadmium rather, yellow pale hue. Cadmium yellow hue, cadmium orange hue, cadmium red pale hue, cadmium red hue, cadmium red deep hue, Elysian crimson hue. Do you want me to go on? Yeah, Dad, why not? Purple lake, 
I can't read that one. Let me read let me have it. That one. Something blue. Sel Senuline. No, uh, Ken Kenuline. No blue. It's a blue, folks. Cobalt blue, ultramarine, intense blue, sap green, viridian hue, yellow ochre, raw sienna, burnt sienna, light red, burnt umber, raw umber, Payne's grey, ivory black and Chinese white. And now, Chinese white, you need Chinese white for mixing. I was going to say, why do you black need... for mixing. You don't use black as you wouldn't in pastel pencil. You never use black directly onto watercolour paper. And you wouldn't, you wouldn't be any use putting white. Why would on. you put white? Yeah. No, you wouldn't. No, you wouldn't. But uh, white is very important for mixing. If lighten and darken. If you wanted to lighten a red, you know, and, or lighten any colour, really, you can, you can put that on. And the black, of course, again, is to deepen colours. So you use black and white for that reason. That's why they're included in the box. Right. And you, they, they just came there. You didn't pick those colours or anything like that? No, no. They, they are pans. They are pans. Can you interchange those? Yeah, you can, you can, buy, them. You can buy them like that yep. and uh, pop them in. Right. So if people have got... So, for example, you can extend your range if you have other colours. If you bought other colours, would you, you have other colours? Would you... I, is, that, I think, is that everything you need? I think, to be honest, you wouldn't need any more colours than that. I, I work on a palette much less than that, much smaller than that. Right. There'll be colours there that you won't use. I'll probably use them, but I wouldn't say it was necessary. Oh, I bought them now. I'm going to use them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm not... not Spending money for nothing, you know. Okay, and so so tell me what you've got here. So this this side, you've got one side that just explains mm. people out out there. You've sure. got two sides. Now you've got uh, the palette of colours with the brush holder. Mm -hmm. Then on one side, which folds in, you've got a, a mixing palette. Is that your mixing? Yeah, they're both mixing palettes. Both they're both sides. mixing palettes. This, this is a, see how shallow that is. That's a very shallow. Well, that's palette. when you're just doing a little wash on it. The ones on the other side is when you want pool colours. In right, other words, a pool of water. Right, so you need so explain that again. Well, if you wanted to do a sky, it wouldn't be any. You you you'd run out very quickly if you, if right. you built a sky and That's or for a like splosh over detail. the top. But this one, you could put sky colour in there and make quite a well. Quite so a, this is more than that's you'd probably ever need. what a couple of mil if that. Deep yeah, is this, that, this, and this that's well. uh, half half a mil. But do you notice how it half, half goes into the middle? Look, if you put your finger on it, you'll yeah, see yeah, it really. dips in. So it dips in. So that creates the well of colour, and then you can bring the well and drag it out. And you can very use very it. important. So that they're for sort of bigger bigger base. Uh, yeah, washes, washes, skies, skies, and things instance, like that. You know, yeah. And this is for little fine. fine yeah, work. if you wanted to put just you know, if you've got a little person you're doing one of my little people, then you just mix a little bit of colour and. Mix it in there. Okay, so you've got these two sides and they fold in. So mm -hmm. just to explain, because I didn't know this, this is interesting for people just starting out with watercolour and sort of going, because I look at that and go, well, you've got two lids. What do you, <laughs> what do you, what do you use them for? So you've got two, two sides uh, of the palette and uh, yeah. they both fold in and one's for uh, washes and one's for yeah. sort of fine. Ordinarily, if you were doing a watercolour picture, you see, you'd start off usually, if you were doing a sky, for instance, you'd start off using a pool colour. Yeah. So you'd use that side, and you'd switch it around, and then you put a bit of blue and so on, and, yep. and ochre, whatever colours you're using for the kite in there. And then you then once you get to more detailed area, you switch it around, and you can just then turn it, turn it deal over with your smaller areas. Mm. Mm. Very handy that. Mm. Very well, the way time. I do watercolour is different, as you know. Everybody who out there who's seen Quinton would see that. What I do is is more intense watercolour. It's not just wishy washy. It's more uh, precise, and like the old Victorians used to do. So my colours are, I don't use a great deal of colour. I put a little bit on the palette and I just mix it up and then I, I work with that. Right. 
Okay. And you've got... So this leads me on to my next subject we were going to talk about last week. You've got pallets there. Why mm. did you go for pallets? Because you mm. can get watercolour in tubes, right? Yes, I've got several watercolour tubes. The, what you would do there is you would have a buy a pallet. You can have a. So you would have a pallet like that. You'd have a pallet that would have bigger pools and smaller. That's pools, right. Right. Yeah. Yes, I've got I've got several of those as well. I haven't got any here. I can show you, but mm-hmm. I've got several of those. And then you can just squeeze a little bit of your tube into onto the pallet and mix that. And the reason I. I don't like doing that is it's wasteful really because you're you know you're you're squeezing the tube out and if you don't use it it dries up right and although you can reactivate it the tendency is in the past i usually flick them off you know i usually put my nail or and, and flick them off so you're actually throwing you're throwing watercolor away yeah yeah money away whereas in a palette it's always going to be there it's, it stays there because you just only use what you use so there's obviously is there any difference to the effect of the watercolour from the tube? Because it's obviously a different consistency, isn't it? Mm, well, there, there is a danger when you're using tubes of over-applying or making the watercolour too thick. Right. You know, because if you... If any, it, water goes... Colour goes a long way. And if you put a little bit of tube, if you squeeze it onto your palette, even though it's a small pit and you start emulsifying, it goes a long way. It spreads out. Right. Because you're never going to use... Uh, a really strong, solid colour. So is it harder to... Would you say it's harder to control the the strength yeah. of colour and it's harder to control yeah. uh, the... Uh, well, I suppose, you know, especially if you're mixing, that must be quite yeah. hard. Cause oh, impossible, really. You couldn't do it do it that way. I would definitely recommend pa- pans every time. Pans. For people starting out, pans. They're called pans. Pans, all right. Mm. Okay. So, okay, it would be interesting for anyone out there to... Let us know if they prefer using mm. tubes or pans and things like that, because it'd be interesting to s- to hear people's opinions on mm. that. There are also two um, levels. There's a student quality and there's an artist quality watercolour. Now, what I've got here is student quality. Winsor Newton Cotman is student quality. It's not artist quality. What's the difference? Quite a lot in terms of financial. The, right. Uh, they're three times the price, artist quality. Really? Yeah. Well, what's the difference? In well, the difference... Oh, there is a difference. But I tell you what, in... I think it was the Payne's Grey I bought once. I bought it... I thought I'd try artist quality. I think they didn't have any student quality when I was working. So I, I uh, used... The artist quality, I didn't like it. What, a tube of artists? Yeah, a, tu- a tube. Because tubes you can obviously buy separately colours, yes, right? Yes, yes, this was a tube. Um, because I was using Payne Gray, you know the the um, figures in the mist? Everybody will remember that yeah. very well. Well, I used Payne's Gray mixed with uh, Cobalt Blue on that yeah. to create the effect. So I did use a lot of Payne's Gray, and I used to do quite a lot of that kind of work. Uh, so I got through Payne's Gray like nobody's business. So I wanted uh, another tube. Couldn't get the Cotman student, so I bought the artist quality. Paid the extra. Didn't like it. Never used it, really. Why Why didn't you like it? It was a different colour. Really? <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't believe it, would you? It, made by the same people, but it was a different colour. So their artist quality changes the colours? The artist quality is reputably a better and uh, more professional look. Right. Um, but I didn't like it. It's just weird. Didn't notice the difference, really. but that doesn't. All, that I'm not knocking it. That doesn't apply to every artist quality uh, tube of watercolor. No. But what I'm telling you is there are two qualities. When you're starting out, then you certainly don't want to go down the artist quality route. Well, what's the point in spending all that money when? Mm-hmm. 
I mean, mm-hmm. you, you look at the quality of the watercolours you produce, and well, over the years, over the well, in the early years, I hadn't sold uh, any watercolours for a while now. But in the early days, I used to. That's all I did. So I used to paint, sell, paint, sell, paint, sell. Yeah, and I sold a great many watercolour pictures, which hopefully are still hanging on people's walls, and they were all in uh, art students, in you know, students' quality, not artist quality. No. And as far as I know, I've never had anybody say, you know, hey, you know, this would look a lot better if you painted it with. Oh, yeah, or that way. Yeah. yeah, no one would tell the difference, Stephen. No. But there is, um, it's not just snob value. Artist quality paints are good, and they are really high quality. And it's if you've got pots and pots of money, then they're probably worth it. But tough for you to work with because they're different colours. The one that you no, had was a different yeah. colour, and that throws you off. I imagine mm. when you're trying to do a picture, I've never compla- I've never had any complaints about the student quality uh, watercolors, and I would stick to it. So there we are, okay. folks. Great, good, excellent. Well, I'm glad we covered that because uh, I had a few <laughs> questions on that. So the next thing I want to talk about is you've done these two new pictures that are going to be for members now, so people can start learning as of next week. These two new pictures and yes. the snow scene that we've been talking over the last few weeks has finally been finished. Yes, that's why I'm saying this week it was um, marvellous, really. And, uh, I really got, got to got cracking. And it looks absolutely stunning. And people will be able to see this um, uh, next week before it goes. We'll put the picture up on Facebook before it goes, uh, the videos go up. So I'm looking at this picture and it does look stunning. And it's amazing how the effects that you've got. And you said that what you wanted to do and create this kind of uh, nice coloured tree in the background. You were talking about when we spoke about the enchanted forest that you yeah, did. The fantasy, the uh, fantasy that, yes. picture you did, and I, I thought right. it was fantastic. So you've taken that idea and, and put it in this picture, and it just... Uh, it's amazing. I think it's because it's the blue um, mm. combination that you've mm. used. Mm. So tell me about those trees in the background, because why, why do they look so good in this picture? It's the... It's, it's the the other, it's the other colours surrounding it that make them look good. You've got a lot of ochre there, haven't you? Yeah. Can I just refresh my memory? Yeah, it's a yeah, while yeah. ago since I did them. <laughs> now, you see it here. You've got, the, you've got the blue. You've got the sky. Look at the sky. You've got the very deep uh, blue. A lot of paints grey up there, Stephen. Okay. And so it's a deep blue sky. And you've got the ochre and a little bit of orange in there. Very subtly worked out. A little of ivory. That comes down then and you've got the distant trees, which are the purples. So you've got the purples there. So therefore, this blue looks stunning as opposed to... Because the colours so work, bright. but it does. Yeah, because they're quite contrasting colours. Because next to it, you've got like a purple, mm. Um, mm. reddish uh, kind of tree. That's right. And That's right. It, shouldn't, it shouldn't stand I, out. I can't really tell you why. It just, it just did, didn't it? And yeah. It's really, really... I, I loved it. What I've done, though, to... I can't isolate a colour like that. So what I've done, that colour also is in the church. A little bit so of the that. Blue, that same blue yes, of these trees. The you can't see it, but it's there. And it's also in this um, lady's dress here. Yeah, so you can't have it as shocking as just that. You can't that. have it just one colour. You've got to put it somewhere else as well. It's got to, it's got to have a harmony. But I, what I want you to do, this was a Christmas card. And when people see the video, uh, they'll hear me rattling on about... This is fantasy, folks. This is a Christmas card, folks. Really justifying the fact that this is not a real picture. (laughs) (laughs) But it doesn't have to be. A Christmas card is something that's got to be good on the eye. It's got to represent... Yes, it's special. It's got to represent Christmas, and it's got to represent the the spirit. And I think that does. It's 
a twilight scene. That was the idea. And so the uh, those trees, and you just mentioned. I want to go back to it. You mentioned about color harmony. This is kind of a, a useful thing to mention throughout other pictures, but this is a good example of why mm. that works. Mm. So you've got that those blues mm. of those trees, which really stand out and mm. are mm. such an incredible color to come through. And the reason why that works is that you've put the color elsewhere in the picture. That's right. Right. Yeah. But initially, say for me, I wouldn't look at that and I wouldn't, I wouldn't go, oh, those trees work really well because you've put colour here and you've put colour there. I didn't even notice that you put the colour until yeah. you said in the, in the lady's dress here right, on the left. Right. So for other people doing a picture, would you, is that a general rule of thumb that if you're going to do that, you have to create a colour harmony? Mm. If oh, you're going to put a shocking... Every time. Because that is quite a shocking colour. It's a beautiful colour to, to put in, in mm. those trees, but mm. it's quite a shocking colour. So mm. if you're going to create that effect... Mm. It's a general rule of thumb to say put the colour elsewhere in the picture. Well, there is a, there is another little key here that I can give you. Um, it's a shame people can't see this. Uh, Try and describe <laughs> it because they will have it in front what of them. They're, what they're going to be looking at is is the ochre. I keep on about the ochre. The ochre and the blue that's in the sky would be very uh, compatible with that blue there. So right. I knew blue would work. Any blue would work. It would work with it. Because you've got the blue of the sky and the ochre. That's right. And the and the mauve is there too. All of these colours are compatible. So they're similar work. hues, are they? Yes. And the other thing, interestingly enough, uh, it's in amongst a, a group of, of green and orange and ochre. So you've got complementary colours surrounding it. That's why it works. That's right. That's how it works. But it also, I wanted it to stand out. So I kind of got a double whammy, really. I'd, I'd had the effect uh, of you seeing that thing going, oh, I like those trees. That's what I wanted people to say. Yeah. It's no good. I could have put a, a dull old um, dark green tree in there, and that would have looked all right. Yeah. But I wanted something a little different. I wanted something to say, gosh, this looks mm. good. And against the snow, of course, it's fantastic. Exactly, it? yeah. And I think that's that's another reason why it looks so well. Uh, it looks so good. So... That's a tip for anyone as well. When they look at this picture, it should inspire them to go, well, right. be a bit brave with some of your colours. And if you want to know what that colour is, folks, before I go, if you go look at your box and you find 153, mm -hmm. don't ask me what the colour's called. I but you know remember. it's number 153. It's 153. That's their Faber-Castell That's range. the colour. Okay. So when you see those trees and, and what we're harping on about, you'll see that that's 153. Now, the other thing that you've done in this picture, well, two things... You've put uh, light coming through the, the church window. Why did you do that? Oh, do you remember I, way back, must be three or four podcasts ago, when we were talking about this, and I said, you know, you said what this is before like. I actually did it. Yeah. Well, I thought I'd love to have the light coming out of the... After all, as I say, this is, a, this is a twilight kind of picture, and they've come out of church. Well, this is the idea. They've walked out of church, yeah. and they're having a little discussion at the church gate. Well... I wanted something that give the impression of that. If you put dark windows in there, it, it could wouldn't have, have been worked, any it? time. Yeah, it's, it's hard. Could have been to, any time. Yeah. Or they could have switched all the lights off, I yeah. suppose. But I wanted something a little bit different. So by putting those in there, do you see what happens if I pull that away from you? You see, right in the middle of the picture, you've got a light spot. Yeah. Now that, again, drags your eye into it. And the other thing, the door is just ajar. Just so you can just ajar. see light coming mm. through the door. And there's other... Two or three other areas, isn't there, where the, the, the light's, light's coming through. through the church. And I think that really worked well. And it only worked well because I could make the church darker. Right, right. Than normal. So I made the church darker than normal 
to make that shine out. To make the light. And the, I suppose that kind of relates it to a Christmassy kind of warmth. Mm, that's isn't right. Isn't it? It Once creates again. that impression of, of, of comfort. Of, mm. you know, you just know that even though it's not warm because it's cold there, but it's, mm. it's, it's a warm mm. feeling that you get, isn't that's it? Right. When you look that's at that right. and you see the lights are on and it's, it's you know, you just, you just, you just, it's I part think, of that image, yes. isn't it? I think when people see it, I think that they'll be stunned to start with that, gosh, all this detail. One of the other things in this picture, which I, I was a bit unsure about when I first started, was that fence in the front. Yes. Behind the people. It's just behind the people, but uh, of course in front of the church. It's a Ruskig old fence. That fence, I don't think it's still there, but it certainly was there at Romney Church at the time that that uh, uh, the picture was, well, not the picture, the original photograph that was taken. Yeah. That was that was fence was there. Yeah. So I did want to represent it, but I was a bit worried that it would stand out too much. Because it's doesn't. too much, because it's at the front. And it, it doesn't because the people are there too. Yeah. But the whole thing works. Sometimes pictures work, sometimes pictures don't, but yeah. that, that does actually work. The, the, la- the last thing I was going to say is mm-hmm. about the... You've created, created this kind of texture of ice where they're standing. It looks it looks a bit icy. You could look at the... That's you right. could look at it and say, cool, that's frozen over, or it's, you know, it's starting to freeze over, and it's, a, you know, right. it's quite, it's quite can reflective. Can you see just under, under their... Um, there's a under very their feet, slight, reflection. Slight reflection. So that creates the That's effect. That's what's keeping you effect. But right. it's subtle. It's not, it's not obvious. Yeah. But do you like the, the snow on the people's dresses? And the <laughs> yeah, I didn't even notice that either. <laughs> see, these are things it's folks amazing see what you don't. It's amazing, right? No, but the reason why I want to point all these things out is because when they're looking at this picture, they, they'll, they'll, un- they'll see it oh, and they'll go, yeah. oh, my God, didn't yeah. even see that. And I didn't even see that. So the, the ice effect, because if you'd created it as too much of an obvious reflection, it wouldn't be ice because ice doesn't have that no, it doesn't. obvious no, reflection because you've got to snow, it. dusting of snow it. on it as And well. it's dirt and it's, you know, ice is mm. never just clear ice, is yeah, it? That's so right. That's right. interesting. Yeah. And the last thing, the final thing before I ramble on too much about this picture is I was saying about the expressions on their faces. And if, they, if you look at this picture further away, you can see the warm expression and the smiles and the, and the impression on their faces. But if you look at the picture up close, it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> like <laughs> your mind almost, right. your mind almost creates that picture by mm. seeing it from a distance. Mm. It's mm. a really odd, it's a really odd thing. And I've only just really noticed, I suppose it's because it in an image like this where they are friendly talking and they're smiling and it's right. a very happy environment and they've just come out of church and things mm. like that you kind of get a sense of what the painting is telling you. Mm. And when you look at it from a distance, you can see the people's faces and you go, actually, wow, if I look at that up close, it's got no relevance to, no, to me at not. all. But if I look at it from a distance, mm. you can totally hear what they're saying and mm. you know what I mean. Yes. It's something that you it, that happens. I can't really tell you why that does and how it works. It just does. Because you draw it up close... Mm. With a view for people looking it further away. That's right. Yes, it's just blobs. It's just blobs. Yeah. That's all it is. You see, when you got when if you look at the structure of a face, you have the 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 light highlighted areas like the forehead, the nose, the cheekbones, and the chin. Mm. Sometimes under the nose, it depends. And th- if you just put that down, and then you put dark everywhere else, you'll get a face. Yeah. You will get a face and it will be representative of a face. So what you have to do when you're doing that kind of work is you really you start off with uh, a drawing indicating the eyes, indicating where the bottom of the nose is and the mouth. You can only indicate, you can't draw it. Mm. 
uh, when you come to when I come to draw it and people will see this, you put pink or, pink or ochre or whatever, pink or ochre on there, and you create the flesh tone. Yeah. And then all you do then is two things. You then put a little bit of 174, for, uh, no, not 174, sorry, uh, 177, which is the, the brown. Mm. A touch of that, you don't put too much, just a touch of that in there. And then you highlight with the white pencil uh, the cheeks, the forehead, and the nose. Right. I see. You see, so yes. you work, you're working the three levels. You put the, the base colour in, slightly darker than you would normally intend. Yep. Then you put the uh, 177 in for all the relevant details. Mm. And then you put the, the, a little touch of white, sharp white, to highlight those areas that uh, you need to. And there you go. And then you've got a face. Excellent. It's, it's, it's incredible. It's so When you analyse it, it's amazing, but it's good to analyse it for other people. It to, is, yeah. To hear how you've, you've and created if you look this. And if you look at the old, the old gentleman there, I thought I'd give him a, a rosy, rosy cheek. See how he's got a rosy cheek? I can see that. I can see that. I wouldn't notice that so much because... No, it's not, it's, not, it's not obvious. Oh, wait, this, this chap here, the one on the right, I thought you meant the guy with the beard. Bloke, bloke yeah, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, I can got a little bit rosy cheek. Yeah, I thought it, I thought you meant to the guy with the beard. I'm like, I can't really see well, his cheek. Actually, um, we haven't talked about it. I don't know whether we're going to talk about an exercise that's coming along with this. Yeah, yeah, but, you can mention that. But we're going to do an exercise. It's. I decided initially I was going to take it from the picture, but I decided against that. When I was doing the video, I decided to do the exercise slightly bigger. Right. So we've got the exercise and the. the the um, picture that you see there, done at the same time. I did them at the same time. Okay, so the, people are going to learn, uh, going to be able to learn how to, to draw mm. these figures. Separately. Ideally, they can learn from the video, or they can also download the exercise. Excellent. The exercise is slightly bigger than that picture is. Okay, so when they so see that, it, yeah. it will be a ten percent um, or something bigger than that. Mm. And the chap in the middle that I was telling you about with the grey beard. He's got a very rosy cheek. Has he? <laughs> on the So he has on the exercise, but, but not, it's not a bit on, too small to notice on here. I had to be careful with that one because that was uh, that was a proper original picture. Exercise, you can get away with a little bit more... Um, well, it's a bit bigger. A little bit sort of more fun. Flamboyant, really, yeah. yes. And people can try things out and they want to yeah. do things. But with that, that was a bit more important to be mm. absolutely right. And uh, the last thing, again, the, yeah. <laughs> the last thing again... These the colours of these why the, the colours of these these people's um, clothes. Mm. Mm. That's how did you come to pick those? Because you've got a guy in red, a guy dressed in red, then a guy, uh, a lady in green, a chap in blue, and then two ladies. One's got purple and brown, and and uh, another blue uh, dress on. Mostly, the, the, those colours are already in the picture elsewhere. So when you're doing this kind of picture and you're you've created everything else around it, and you get to the people. You go. The first thing you go is right. What colours can I take that I've used? That's right. And put in. That's right. It, very, very rarely do I ever use foreign colours. I would have used red there, one one eight there for on the, that on jacket. the guy on the right. Uh, but I've already used him. If you look at the chap coming along, coming out the church, that yes. couple, yes, coming out from the church, he's got red on. Mm. So I picked up from that. Okay. And then you've got the lady in the green. Well, there's green all over the show. Mm -hmm. So that makes sense. And then you've got the, the chap in blue. He's in a darker blue. Now, that would make sense for the type of gentleman he is. That's he's right. In a darker, darker blue. That's right. Um, then you've got the lady with... So purple and brown, I assume, are colours that are just... They just, they just match. work together. They mm. just but, match but really got, well. 
again, you've got uh, some purple in the... You've got Sky. a grey underbase for mm. all of this anyway. Or I put grey on to start with. Um, so you've always got... You've got colours that are being built from a base colour anyway. So the, the grey would give you a, a grey base colour. Yeah. And then you can work almost any colour on top of that. Great. And great. you get a subdued, muted colour. Excellent, excellent. Okay, good. I'm not going to go on any more about that picture, but if <laughs> people have got that in front of them, even if they haven't, I think there's some valuable advice in that and to see there how was, you piece well, that together. Certainly if they listen to the podcast and see the picture or see the picture and listen to the podcast, they'll understand it more. Well, what I'll do is I'll put this podcast on YouTube as well for people oh, so good. they can see the picture on the video. That would be great. Excellent. As well as listen to it. So the next thing I want to talk about is the other subject that we've got coming to the member site, which is a little ferret yes. that you've drawn. Isn't and this was recommended by one of your members, wasn't Lauren. it? Lauren. Lauren mm. uh, asked you about this ferret. A while ago, she sent me, she asked me, she, she sent me the little ferret and said she wants to do it for a friend of hers. Yeah. And could I give her some advice, which I did. I said, well, you know, this colour, that colour. And then I thought, wow, this would make a really super exercise. Not a pack. It wasn't big enough for a pack. Yeah. So I wrote, I emailed Lauren and asked, and she said, oh, absolutely, yes, we're delighted for you to do it. Oh, okay, with her permission. I then, uh, it's taken a few weeks to do, once again, because of the weather, but now, this week, I've done it. He looks like a little bit of a menacing ferret. Oh, I tell you what. Ferocious ferret. ferret. See, once again, folks, uh, I'm sure out there you'll find this interesting too, as you will, Steve. If you've got a, an animal, you want to create the characteristic of that animal. If it's a ferret, it's not going to be... It's not like a cartoon ferret who's going to be all jolly jolly and, you know, hello, um, snakes, bunny rabbits, whatever, yeah. they chase after. This is a ferret that's a wild animal and he will. And I, I'm sure people that have got ferrets would know that they can give them quite a nasty nip. Right. They're not. They're quite aggressive creatures. So... You need um, to give that you, character you, you to you be a realistic to, mm. drawing. It's going to mm. be... At the same time, you've also got to try to make it appealing. Yes, he's not. He's, you don't want to draw a picture like no. someone said about the gorilla. <laughs> they didn't want to draw the gorilla. It scared the hell out of him. No, that's right. Yeah, it'd be too scary. No, it's not. It's not a menace. It's not like I'm scared of him. But it's you get the impression of of this char- You know, this character. I've done my job, if that's the case, because it, it is. That's that's how he is. And people who love ferrets, and obviously this person who wanted Lauren to paint one for her is absolutely enthralled by them. Yeah, yeah, and a friend so, of mine's got two ferrets. So, so they're going to look at that and say, wow. That's know, a ferret. That's a ferret. <laughs> <laughs> but so, so, this, uh, so you've drew, you drew this one freehand, though. What we've done with that, and I, I mentioned this earlier on, this was, this was a drawing exercise as well, because I wanted something was, well, didn't want to imagine trying to draw that snow scene. I mean, mm. it would take a yonks to do, and it would have been too difficult. But this one was much easier and I did it I did three drawings the first one is how not to do it <laughs> right so I showed them how what they shouldn't do yeah then I showed them a second uh, method which I use in cartooning all the time okay. I showed them that method yeah that worked okay but wouldn't wasn't really satisfactory because I've mentioned this before with animal work animal and portrait work you need to be exact mm. you can't take risks mm. so what we had to do on the last uh, drawing, I measured. We measured. Started. And I did, and I showed it. It's a very unique way of doing it. It's the way I used to do it in, in the old days anyway, before square drawing and then it came along. Mm. So I showed them how to do that. And then we, we produced the line drawing. 
And from the line drawing, we ended up with that. So you see the drawing, first of all, which you'll put on. Yeah. Um, and then we, we've got the ferry. I'm not sure how long it is, Steve. You'll, okay. It's fascinating it's, it's to a do. Good, and it's bigger than I thought, actually. That's quite a nice size um, mm. to, to learn from. Oh, yes. Yes, I, I, I wanted it big enough. It's also the drawing side of it. The bigger the picture, the easier it is to understand the drawing I and bet. the measurements and so on. If you're Nothing tiny little fine. millimetres and you're worrying about them, it's almost impossible to do. I bet, I bet. Well, there's the there's the menacing, ferocious ferret, and that's coming to you next week as well. So, and that's an exercise as well, folks. So you've got that as a video, as drawing, and also as an exercise, downloadable exercise. Excellent, great, cool. Lots coming for them. Yeah. Okay. Spoiling them this week, aren't we? You are. You are. Well, you've been busy, like you say. <laughs> so, and uh, there's more in the pipeline. So, okay. Well, that ends this episode. That's a big breath into it the was. mic. <laughs> I just heard that then on my earphones. Um, so we'll end it there, and next time we'll have your questions. Yes, we're building up a few questions now. So, so we'll um, please keep them coming. Send uh, an email if you've got a question for the show. Send it to colin at bradleygallery.co.uk with the subject line of podcast. So just put in their podcast so we know your question is for the show. And um, we'll mention it uh, next week, if we can, or the week after. Depends how many we've got to get through. So, anyway, that's it for this week. Thanks, everyone, for listening. I'm Steve Bradley. And I'm Colin Bradley. Enjoy, Enjoy your week. week. Right, I think you better get that picture of the ferret out of the way because it's scaring me now. Oh, poor little <laughs> thing. Do you hear what he's saying about you, Mr. Ferret? <laughs> You're talking to one of your own pictures. <laughs> I do that all the time, Steve. Do you? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. We're good friends now, aren't we? Aren't we? Yeah, you love little creature. I think he's gone mad.